Greetings, this is Shane Ross, and this is the Edit Bay Podcast. Episode 57, New Media Fumble. The Edit Bay is sponsored by Blackmagic Design. Do you need to capture tape into your nonlinear editor? Do you need to output the tape? Or are you living in the present and work completely tapeless, but need to monitor your footage on the big screen in 4K? Then the Ultra Studio Extreme 4K might just be what you need. Rack-mountable, hardware upconvert and downconvert, has about every connection imaginable and works with most major editing software applications. Blackmagic Design, leading the creative video revolution. My father-in-law told me this story. There was this company that had a huge computer mainframe go down. So they hired this one guy who was an expert with this particular model. He came in and after a few hours figured out what the issue was, ordered a part to replace the broken part, and submitted an invoice of $25,000 to the company. A couple days later, someone from the accounting called with a question about the invoice. What's wrong, the guy asked. Is the invoice too high? Oh no, the accountant replied. It's just that you only list the cost of the repair. We need a more itemized list for our records. So the guy submitted another invoice the following day. Item 1, replacement nodule, and the part number, $2. Item 2, Knowledge to figure out which nodule was broken and how to replace it, $24,998. The accountant was satisfied. Now I have a friend who landed a job at a new media company as their head of post-production. This friend took me out to lunch one day in order to pick my brain about a couple of workflow issues that he wanted to run past me. I was able to help him figure out a couple of ways to streamline his workflow, and for that he thanked me. But then he asked me one big question. Dude, would you like to come work for us, be our lead editor? Okay, I'm going to pause here for a quick explanation on new media. New media are things like Vice Media, BuzzFeed, The Onion News Network, the stuff you see on small screens at the pump when you get gas or on the TVs and convenience stores. Typically, the products of new media are presented in smaller, bite-sized tidbits. Three to ten minute things that could be entertainment news, a quick news story, a trending topic, a PR piece, or a larger commercial that you see in front of a YouTube video. There are no doubt more ideas of new media, I just wanted to give you a few examples. And new media, unlike old media, like TV and films, has smaller budgets. The reason for this is, well, they're new media. They are in new markets that have yet to fully flesh out secure ways to monetize. Because of the smaller budgets, the jobs in those companies don't typically pay as well as old media, which stands to reason. So they make really good ideal entry-level positions. Okay, back to my lunch. My friend just offered me a job. I have a job that might be right up your alley, as you do work in broadcast. The company I'm working for are looking to branch out to get into the broadcast market. Currently in talks to do a daily morning talk show on a broadcast network. Okay, this was tempting to be sure. Editor on a daily broadcast show. But I also knew it was not quite my area of expertise. I had recently interviewed for a position as an assistant editor on such a show, and when I found out what was involved, I knew it was outside my skill set, and we agreed that it wasn't a good fit. So now I'm faced with a similar opportunity. But again, I turn it down. But as it just so happened, another daily cable show had recently ended its run, and I knew people who knew those people, so I could connect my friend with those people, as they had the proper skills for the job. How much does this pay, I asked. I know that new media rates are lower than normal, but this is a broadcast show, and a daily one at that so the people you need to hire won't be in the same range as you're used to. Do you happen to know that range, he asked? Because this is new ground for us, we don't really know. 
So I gave them the union minimum and said that that was a base, and that the people they would need would no doubt cost more than that. He looked stunned. Wow, they really get that? What we were thinking about was half that, more than our current editors get, but nothing that high. I did explain that this was a sort of job that required a certain set of skills, and those skills come with a price. There's a reason that they can ask for the rates that they do. I even told him the anecdote I opened my podcast with. He said he'd see what he can do, but he wasn't optimistic. So I got the names of people qualified and passed them on to him. Later I found out that he did suggest these people to the executive producers at the company, but they didn't go with him. They went with cheaper talent. They opted to rely on their current staff of people that produced their short, non-live entertainment segments they made for the web, a program that they didn't produce live. Needless to say, the project didn't go very smoothly and was rife with all sorts of issues. The show lasted four days before the network pulled the plug. Now the show did eventually make it to air a few months later, but only after the budget was increased and proper talent was acquired. All right, that's it for this week. Please join me next time for a story from The Edit Bay. Thank you.